Well, it's a little later in the week, but there are still some things I want to get to for Sermon Scraps. Um, I want want to think about two things. One, I want to think a little more about John 8, where we talked about Jesus and his response to this woman caught in adultery. I want to think a little bit more about that passage for our time today. And then I want to uh, share some of the resources and, and my thoughts about them as I was putting this message together. Uh, so John 8, uh, you have Jesus' response to this woman being, does no one condemn you? Uh, neither do I go and sin no more. And we talked a fair amount about that on Sunday. Um, but one of the things about that story that I think is also important is, is who Jesus is, is addressing before that, right? You have these people who have, who have come with this woman caught in adultery, and they're, they're trying to trick Jesus. They're trying to trap him. And Jesus' response to them is, let you who are without sin cast the first stone. Um, according to Matthew 7 and other, other places, we see that there's, there's space for... Uh, a type of judgment and evaluating and, and making sure that we are living in line with Christ's teaching and helping others live in line with Christ's teaching. But also, we need to recognize that as we enter into these conversations and, and conversations like these, whether it's about sexual identity and brokenness or brokenness in other ways, we all come to the cross in need, right? Um these people came and Christ said, let you who is without sin cast the first stone. And they began to walk away, recognizing each one had sin. Um, and so we all come to Christ with brokenness. We are all in need of a savior, in need of um, a redeemer. And then as we we come to terms with that and we understand our own sin and our own brokenness, then, then we are also in a place to help other people more faithfully follow Christ. And so we can then come to those situations not con- condemning, but also not affirming. And so from that place, we can enter in and say, we want to welcome you here. We want to know that you, we want you to know that you are loved, that you are cared for, uh, but that Christ has a standard for how we live. And so that gets into some of the application of what we talked about on Sunday. Uh, some of the resources that I used in compiling this, I have a handful here that I think were helpful, and I'll start with the one that I maybe talked about the most, which is The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman. Uh, he has an abridged version of this book. I believe it's titled Strange New Worlds, and I think Pastor Mike ordered a copy for the church library, so it will be in there uh, soon. Not, I don't think it's in there right now, but it'll be in there soon. Um, and one of the things that Carl Truman does really, really well is he traces not just transgenderism. In fact, he only briefly touches on that in in the last couple chapters of this 400-page book. Um, But what he does really well is traces the thought that led us to where we are today. And so his is a, a cultural look. The subtitle of his book is Cultural Amnesia, Expressive Individualism, and the Road to Sexual Revolution. Um, and as he evaluates thinking from the Enlightenment, various philosophers, various psychologists, and, and traces that thinking, he then comes to this point of what seems like a rapid change in the last 10 years, because the last 10 years, things have changed rapidly and quite a lot. He traces this idea that this is not just 
10 years of thought that has suddenly exploded. This is, this is based on hundreds of years of, of thinking and how a, a culture has been shaped. And so in terms of understanding how we came to be where we are today in regard to sexual identity, Carl Truman is a phenomenal resource. Um, this book is, it's, it's heady and it's, it's got a lot and it's really dense. So it's good. It's worth reading, uh, but it can take a bit to get through. Um, some of the others, I talked about this idea that as we come to, to issues like these, it can be helpful to think about it in, in maybe two lenses. One is a critique, uh, a, a more cultural critique of the movement at large or a uh, critique of the philosophies that are there. And then the other is a more pastoral response and saying there is room for critique. There is need for critique. There's, there's reason to point out some of the shortcomings in, in these ideologies that stem from or that the LGBTQ plus movement is based on. Um, but there's also a pastoral response of, of caring for the individual through the, the hurt and the pain. Um, and I, I think that Andrew Walker does a pretty good job with the pastoral side of that. His opening chapter is he had compassion um, and just trying to help understand a few things, but, but approaching the issue very pastorally. And so Andrew Walker, God and the transgender debate is, is a helpful read. I would, I would say, um, the, the flip side of that is the, the larger critique of the movement. Um, looking at, again, some of the underlying thinking and ideologies that are behind transgenderism and the LGBTQ plus movement at large. Uh, there's a book by Ryan Anderson called When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Moment. He does a really good job of that. He he looks at long-term studies of those who have transitioned um, and then some for people who have detransitioned. And, and this book is, a, I think, a really helpful resource in that regard. Uh, he also has a section really looking carefully at some some important questions that those who affirm the LGBTQ plus movement have to wrestle through. Uh, some of the inconsistencies inside of that ideology and a few other things. So he is maybe less pastoral. Um, but does a really good job critiquing the, the overarching movement. Um, and then maybe a more accessible book is called Affirming God's Image, Addressing the Transgender Question with Science and Scripture by J. Allen Branch. Uh, quoted from him a couple of times, but he, he brings in scripture, he brings in some of the science. So he does some of what the other two, three books do, um, but it's much smaller. So this is less dense, um, really accessible, and I would say very helpful, but it's not going to be as robust maybe as some of the other options. And then the last one I would recommend um, is Embodied by Greg Allison. I talked about this last week with anxiety, and then as we talked about uh, biblical anthropology and, and what it means to be a a person that is made up of physical and non-physical aspects of ourselves. Um, Greg Allison gets into that idea more completely. And so his, his trying to understand what it means that we are physical people and how that uh, works itself out. And that becomes really important as we think about transgenderism, um, because one of the answers that people give to transgenderism, those who uh, affirm the transgender movement, is that the, the solution is in changing the body. Um, 
books on that as well. One called Irreversible Damage. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, so there there are books that get into the the physical side, but Greg Allison's Embodied comes at it from what does Scripture have to say about the fact that we are people with physical bodies. Um, as we said on Sunday, this is a large topic. It's not um, it's not necessarily simple, and there's there's a lot that could be said even still. Um, was reflecting with Mike this week a little bit about you know, how do we how do we encourage our kids and grandkids through this? How do we how do we respond in the workplace um, when people say they have preferred pronouns they want us to use that don't line up with what we see God has made them to be? How do we respond to that? Um, and the truth is, those are difficult situations to navigate and are oftentimes situational. How, how you approach one might change from how you approach another. So there's no one size fits all answer to these things. And so I would I would encourage and ask if you're thinking through this and trying to navigate this, uh, reach out to Pastor Mike, myself, others uh, on on staff and on, on the overseer board. Uh, we want to help you navigate those things, but recognize that there isn't a one-size-fits-all. So uh, it's hard to navigate those things and help navigate those kinds of topics uh, from the platform as we preach and even in sermon scraps. Uh, it's, those things become more, maybe more nuanced and hard to navigate with a one-size-fits-all. So it, it would in invite the conversation and encourage you uh to reach out as you think through those things. But uh, once again, we, we we are grateful for how God has made us as, as embodied people, uh, and we want to follow him more faithfully in this cultural moment where sexual identity is seems to be the, the thing that people want to talk about, uh, but we want to do that faithfully, and what it means to be made in God's image and that we are embodied people plays a big role in how we have that conversation.